It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Glad to have you on. Listening with us wherever you're going, if you're driving somewhere, you just want to hear a little bit more scoop on what's going on with the Browns, we're glad to give it to you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you like it, and give us a couple stars if you're along the way. I'm not ashamed. We can beg for stars, can't we? Is that okay? Yes, completely acceptable in the podcasting okay. community. We're groveling for stars. Not a problem. <laughs> we'll, All right, we'll grovel so, for food. So one of the things that we set out to do the podcast was to try to tell you a little bit more about you know what you listen to, what you hear, what you see when it comes to the team, and it's not always about the, the team itself. Um, you know, there are all, always ancillary things that are going on. And, you know, I, I always find it funny how the media approaches the media. I mean, I, right? I mean, the media gets territorial, Daryl, right? I, I'm trying to think. My first year really covering the Browns here is when I came back. So probably like oh, 2000, 2001 was the first year that I really – was there, but I was still covering Ohio State, and we had a, a great reporter named Kerry Sayers that I was working with at uh, Fox Sports Ohio at the time, and we had this phenomenal show called the Regional Sports Report. Um, and Kerry covered the Browns, and I covered uh, I covered the Buckeyes, but every once in a while she needed a, a, a day off or something, so I would come up and cover the Browns, and she would every once in a while she would go down and cover the Buckeyes. It was great. I mean, it was just we loved doing it. But Daryl, sometimes, and this I'm leading up to the next story here, but sometimes reporters get a little territorial in that room, don't they? Well, I, I mean, it, it can. Uh, you know, behind the scenes, you know, we're all competing just to get a question or two in, uh, at, all at the same time, right? I mean, <laughs> I sometimes feel bad for the you know Browns players and coaches because you have like 30 people huddled around you and they're all shouting at you, <laughs> asking you questions. Um, and we're kind of like back to normal now, which is good. Knock on wood. Hopefully that, you know, it it stays that way. We're able to, uh, be in person and gather around guys and be face to face and not have to be 25 feet away and, or talk through a, a computer screen and, you know, please turn on your microphone. You're on mute, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) We're not having to do that any, anymore. Um, I, you know, I, I never have, uh, you know, had that many issues. The only time I really have an issue is if when, a when somebody is responding to my question and somebody jumps in to cut them off to ask their question, then I get a little angry because it's like, first of all, I'm having to scream around 30 people to get in a question. And then when I finally get in a question and get an answer coming my way, someone else has to jump in and cut off the answer so that they can get their question in. Um, It's, it's a little different than, you know, maybe covering another team in town where you sit there and there's like a, a a count to 60 Mississippi before the next question gets asked. And you're you're sitting there like, can I ask a question? I don't want to step on anybody's toes here because I'm not here every day and they are, and it's, you know, they're, right. they're beat. And they're, they're, you know, there is mutual respect amongst all of us. I, I would say like the Browns beat, uh, you know, I don't think we have any rivalries or people that like hate each other. I get along with everybody in the room. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'll hold microphones for other people, whether it's TV stations or, you know, other outlets. That, or even, you know, even if it's close. not our own network. Right. Yeah, you know, you know, if because again, we're, we're we're like all on top of each other, huddled around. Now, uh, so 
yeah, I, I, I don't have, uh, you know, any type of rivalry uh, with anybody. Um, uh, but uh, it, it does get, uh, you know, competitive when it comes to a- trying to get in questions because we get anywhere from 8 to 15 minutes, depending on the player or if it's a coach or, you know, Andrew Barry uh, or, you know, whomever. Uh, that, that we're talking to, we have a very limited time, and there are cases where that's the only time we get to talk to that person for the entire week. Um, that is one thing that has really changed. You know, I used to talk to Joe Thomas every day, uh, you know, when right. he played. You know, could talk to him on Monday and then Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And God bless Joe, because, I mean, I would totally get it. If I'm Joe, I'd be like, God, I really don't have anything else to say, people. Um, but he always made himself available. And you find that out with, uh, you know, a lot of guys who will uh, make themselves available. Quarterback, not one of them. You get the quarterback one day a week. That's usually Wednesday, and that is it. Uh, there have been years right. where the Browns have had a rookie quarterback, and you get him twice uh, outside of game days. Um, uh, the quarterback always talks after a game, unless you're Baker Mayfield after the Lions win. Then that doesn't happen. Um, but – uh, quarterback always talks after the game, uh, unless uh, again you're you're Baker or injured. That that and that's usually you know red flags will go up. Like if the quarterback doesn't talk, that's why everyone made such a big deal of that particular circumstance because it's so highly unusual. It like never happens in the world of the NFL. But uh, we we've had a couple instances where the Browns have had a rookie quarterback, and so the team you know, would make him available on Monday it, 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 occasionally as well as uh, the Wednesday thing. But, yeah, um, I, th- that's just kind of how the, the, you know, th- things play out. And then we were talking about Jarvis earlier, Andy, and his uh, yeah. availability and how he just did not make himself available for the rest of the season, partially, I think, because he just didn't want to say anything uh, that was going to upset the apple cart, if you will, and 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 not allow his emotions to speak for him, because again we we forget sometimes, and I'm guilty of it as well, that these these are human beings. They are people. They have families, friends, feelings, and and things like that. And uh, you know, like us, they have good days. They have bad days. Um, it's just it's all part of it. But yeah, I don't I don't have any rivalries with anyone in, in, in the media room get along with everybody and like I said we we also try and kind of help each other out at times when it comes to getting what we need uh not only from a technical standpoint which is like in my case getting the audio that I need back to you know so that I can send that you know into the the newsroom and they can you know play that back for uh you know uh, people to listen to but um you know it, you know we 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 treat each other with a, a tremendous amount of respect I can't tell you how many times I've seen, like, the funny part, I'm not throwing these guys under the bus or not, but videographers from TV stations really get territorial during postgame. They are um, aggressive, I will say that. (laughs) Yeah, in a thing called a scrum, because those guys don't want to go back to the station with the back of a reporter's head and their camera. And, you know, for the most part, most of the reporters know to kneel down or just, you know, stay a little lower than you possibly would just so that those guys can get a shot. (laughs) And they're all in the back. And, And so... Because no one wants to go back without having you know the video they want when it comes to to television. Radio is a little bit easier because you know we just we need the audio. Um, but I, I'm going to tell you a story. I, I'm not going to use any names. I'm, I am actually really good friends with this person right now. And early 2001, 
uh, it was one of those days when I was working for Fox Ohio, <clears throat> and I was up to cover the team. And uh, the story I was doing was on a player uh, defense. I'm just going to – I'll say it like this. A player on defense who had played for the team the Browns were about to play that week, had spent a few years there, and uh, was now with was now with the Browns. So it, back in the day, you could go in the locker room. They had um, they had their session. I'm just trying to think of what time this is at. This is probably like a uh, I, I can't man, I can't remember what time it was. I think it was sometime in the afternoon. We had 15 we had 15 minutes to do an interview. Okay. So I had one person. I blew off everybody else that day, and I wanted that one person. I was going to do a story on the one person. I stood there. There was one reporter ahead of me. And I stood there as a television reporter. You know, if someone's there, especially a beat reporter for a newspaper, you would sit and you would wait. Right, Daryl? This happens all the time. Yes. You wait. It's a courtesy. If you know someone's doing a a one-on-one feature or they're doing something like that, that's fine. That's code. You don't I, walk up and interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, it's not cool. Okay? Unless you're in the situation I'm in. I literally needed three answers to do the story. And I was in the locker room at, let's just say, 2 o'clock. And the locker room was going to close at 2.30. I stood and waited. First, there were like three or four reporters waiting, for, talking to this player. So I stood back and I waited. And I waited. And I waited. And, you know, they're about to shut down the locker room at 2.30. And now it's 2.25. And from 2.05 to 2.25, one reporter had been standing there the whole time asking questions of a player, but really was kind of yakking it up with him a little bit. And I get it. He was trying to get a feel for what was going on. And, I, you know, you don't get a lot of one-on-one time. So all of a sudden, he's, he's now in this conversation with this person for 20-plus minutes. And all I need is three questions, and they're going to close the locker room on me. Like you hear him walking around going, locker room closes in three minutes. This one reporter had spent 20-plus minutes with a guy. So finally, I didn't, I didn't. there was nothing else I could do. I wanted to get my story done. So I dropped my mic in on his conversation with him at the end with three minutes. Is this? Do you feel steam right now as a, as a y- daily yeah. guy? Yep. Are you, mad, you're, are you mad at me for doing that? Oh, no, 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 no. No, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. I, I, I'm, right. team ba- I'm team Baskin on this one. I, okay, so I drop my mic in on the player. I get the craziest look from the reporter, and he finishes his question, and I'm like, I'm waiting for him to finish, and I'm hoping that he realizes we only have three more minutes and that I, I've got it, and he's been with him for 20-plus minutes. He looks at me and turns to the player and he says, oh, well, I guess I'm done now. Obviously, this microphone holder has some questions for you. And, wow. Daryl, if you want to explain to everybody else, microphone holder is probably the lowest thing you can call. It, it's not it, – it, it, it's, it's not complimentary. That, no, it's when it, it – like a TV uh, – I don't know that I've ever seen a radio station do it. it. It's when a TV station sends an intern out to hold the microphone to get sound so that uh, radio and newspaper and everybody else can – ask questions for them so they can use their work, essentially. Right. And I looked at him, and I, I, I looked at the reporter, who I really didn't know at the time. I looked at him, and I said, bro, you've spent 20-plus minutes with him. I have three questions. I go, I gave you all kinds of respect. I go, if you have an earth-shattering question you need to ask him, go ahead, I'll drop my mic out. He looked at me, and he ran away. 
And I was just like, and the player started laughing. <laughs> he was dying laughing. I actually and, know the. I think I know who this reporter could be. And okay. this story is the least surprising thing uh, ever. <laughs> so he looks at me and he's like, this microphone holder has some questions for you. And I had steam coming out of my ear. So luckily, I asked my three questions. I'm able to turn my story that night. Okay? Right. But the, the the next part of it is unbelievable because I, like, I'm telling you, this is like something that happens at school. So now I'm steaming. And, you know, I knew Dan Coughlin for a long time. Again, I can understand why he thought I was something that I wasn't because he, hadn't, he probably hadn't seen me that often. I had only been at Browns camp in that capacity maybe a handful of times because normally I was covering Ohio State. So, I, you know, I, I walk up to Dan Coughlin, you know, just friend of the family for, for forever, was friends with my step-grandfather when he first got into the business. And I walk up to Danny and I say, Danny, I'm going to kill that guy. I go, who does he think he is? What is wrong with that guy? And so then I waited and I waited. And so now we go into – I'm trying to remember who that coach was at the time even. So he – Well, if it's 2001, uh, uh, it's Butch Davis. Yeah. It uh, was it – yeah, it had well, to have been Bush. Well, yeah, was, Chris Palmer was only here for two years, so. Right. I don't know. For some reason, maybe uh, uh, I, I, that doesn't correlate with uh, uh, with Ohio Sports Report. I'm just trying to – it was either Butch or it was, it was Chris. It doesn't really matter. So they had their press conference, and I waited for that guy after the press conference. And I walked up to him, and I go, hey, let me introduce myself. My name is Andy Baskin. I work for Fox Ohio. I'm not sure who you are. I go – but what you did in there was the most classless thing I've ever seen anyone do in front of a player. I go, not only did you spend 20 minutes doing a one-on-one, I go, but I needed three questions, and then you had the to call me a microphone holder when all I was doing is doing my job, and I gave you a lot of room. And he looked back at me, and he was just – I think he was, he was terrified because someone had called him out on it, right? I go, do you got a problem? And he goes, oh, uh, well, people in your industry just send interns over. I, I didn't realize you were a real reporter. And I'm like, does it really matter? I go, that was super rude. And he was like, oh, I'll know you next time. And he walked away. I, I, he was shook up. And it was, just, <laughs> it was just one of those moments. And you're just like, I can't believe this just happened. Because I got to tell you, if he would have barked back at me, it would have been like, it would have been go time. I would have dropped the gloves right there and breathed. Never, <laughs> never did another story. I, and I, I would have, have been a legend. Look, it has happened where uh, we have seen things get a little testy, shall we say, in media scrums. Yeah. Uh, and I would say about 90%. Now, again, I've got great relationships with a lot of the, the cameramen. And they're usually regulars. Um, every oh, once in a while. I worked with a couple guys that were ready to – I worked with a couple guys that were ready to fight every press, every post game. Yeah, every post game, they were <laughs> ready mean, to throw. It, it 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 would get testy at times, and and, and again, uh, I always try and treat everyone with respect. Someone needs a microphone held because uh, they can't get as close as me or whatever, or I'll I'll turn sideways so I'm not in their shot and stuff like that. I always try to be cognizant in those scrums. We're we're all there to do a job. Uh, we're all there to do the same thing. That's just the way. Uh, I always approach the, you know, the job, uh, but no, there, there have been times where, yeah, I, the, it, it's come close to blows and that's not an exaggeration. That is, 
it 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 has happened uh post game it's happened after practices um yeah it, it can get a little heated at times because you know like you were explaining you know some some guys are just they're just there to get one quick thing and they want to get out of there they just want to get their stuff done and and go but i have a pretty good idea who you're talking about and this story is like the least surprising thing ever and i probably <laughs> I, I would say i have i have a few of my own stories involving i would bet the same person <laughs> i i i, I, I so think cool. i'd yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking about, but that that is uh you know that is pretty funny. But yeah, it's there's a lot of um uh, amongst the, the Browns media contingent. As I was saying earlier, we all get along, we all treat each other with respect. Um, uh, you know, it's it it and the other thing too is is it's not as territorial as it used to be. Again, you know, the code is if somebody is speaking to a player one on one, you do not walk up to them. Uh, you you, you let them. Uh, have their space and and do their thing, um, but in your case where it's going on for twenty minutes and you need to get your job done too, and the locker room's about to close, I uh, yeah, I, I'm totally team basking on that one. Uh, I'll tease this for a future podcast, but uh, and this is a baseball story actually. I once saw two giants in the baseball writing field in Cleveland almost go toe-to-toe in a heavyweight bout in the press box i'll tell that story some other day it was i have a i have a dear friend and mentor that uh no longer works in the market but almost threw down i mean in the elevator with a member of the opposing media and i had to play peacekeeper (laughs) Let me tell wow. you that oh uh, and and uh, this this shouting and screaming at each other lasted from the service level to the press box. It was one of the most epic, epic uh, events of my young I think career. There, there's a there's a book to be written on media fights. I I think people would be so surprised. All right, if you enjoy what you're listening to, uh, why don't you remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, rookie minicamp was over the weekend. You tell us, uh, or we'll tell you a little bit more about what we learned about the rookies over the weekend.